Hey, Lacrosse Talk PM on WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, and that's how you chime in here on the program on Lacrosse Talk PM. Uh, you can call in or text in either way. You get in on the program six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. This hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. Habitat for Humanity supporting us this hour, and thanks so much for that because we're able to. Uh, uh, bring you uh, as we do once a month a once a month in uh, once a month check in with Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cavett. It's once a month with the Mayor Tim Cavett joining us in the studio. Thanks, Mayor, for coming in. I appreciate yeah, my it. My pleasure. Yeah, we have. Um, are we on Facebook Live? Yeah, we are on Facebook. Okay, we're also on Facebook Live, so we can uh, you can see this all this magic unfold. Um, we're we're prime. We're set to go. We've got fresh coffee. On brought us made uh, made the mayor coffee. Yeah, very think, very special. She she made them and then brought that. me a cup. Weirdly enough, I don't know. That's shocking, but she did it. So that was it's great. Off, so we're ready to go. Start. Yep. We're all coffeeed up. We're ready to go. Uh, the Cross Mayor Tip Cabot will answer my questions and yours. So feel free to join in. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. I mean, you know. Tonight, the lacrosse. Uh, typically, you're you're here earlier in the week, right, but but right, tonight's right. the lacrosse city council regular monthly meeting, and there's a um, you already are looking at a loss going into the city council meeting because the city council uh, you've worked out a deal, and I don't know, I don't know, it's, it's some sort of backroom deal, but uh, basically the city council will it will uh, vote tonight to uh, put off that wheel tax indefinitely, postpone it indefinitely. Correct. Um, and. Um, I know there's some other things involved there, including a, a special federal grant that came in for stormwater utility. So there's all sorts of considerations. Right. But one of the things you said last week during the uh, during a meeting prior to a committee voting to postpone indefinitely is that uh, this thing is is probably coming back. You haven't seen the last of the wheel tax, basically. Uh, so tell me tell me why that is. Why why is it that you uh, you, why is it that we can expect to see that idea of the wheel tax return? Well, I think it's part of the larger discussion about how how to fund, uh, you know, street repairs and infrastructure here in the city. So uh, we haven't necessarily resolved that for the next five or ten years for the long term. I mean, we do because of the great work of staff, we're able to get funding from the federal government, uh, which helps us with three significant um, uh, stormwater lift station and pump expansions. So because of that, that allowed us to move a little bit of money around. And so we are pretty well set, I think, with our our street package for next year, about five and a half miles of streets and, uh, you know, spending close to $10 million when it's all said and done. So I, I think we've got a program in place for 2019. So, again, I'm a big believer in, you know, especially when it comes to our property tax levy, we, you develop your budget, your priorities, you try to get everything done that you can, and, and you levy and not a dollar more than what you need. And so after that discussion, uh, especially with the grant, and, and I also I think the council – I just get a little bit of a sense of hesitation of of them wanting to get into maybe a lot of the details of that right now. So because they were looking at some other options, maybe some additional borrowing. So yeah, so that it, that will be postponed tonight. I don't I don't see a groundswell of 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 change when it comes to the wheel tax, and we'll, we'll still have to have that conversation going into 2020 and beyond. I think um, you know there's. Uh, 
maybe some opportunities. You know, we heard yesterday from the DOT secretary as a part of our efforts to go to Madison as uh, with the Oktoberfest in the Capitol, part of the chamber, and a, a number of groups make that annual trek and, and talk with a number of state officials. And so the DOT secretary had indicated that they're hoping to increase the amount of local transportation aids yet again. If, if you recall, it was maybe a few weeks ago, he, uh, the governor was here for the Wisconsin Counties Association, and he announced that, you know, a proposal to increase aid to the counties by a pretty, you know, significant amount. Um, you, you get the sense they didn't come out and say numbers, but you got the sense that they're looking to propose uh, an increase to local road aids okay. as well. So, I, you know, they're, they're so, you know, again, I think we, we will look in 2020 and beyond to be as creative and as many different pots of money to try to get the job done. I mean, we're making good progress, but we still have a ways to go to get caught up. And and that doesn't address La Crosse Street or Gillette or Green Bay Street in any meaningful way yet. So we we still got work to do. So 2020, uh, and look out another year, 2020, this conversation, the whole wheel tax conversation starts up again. I think I think realistically, we will have those conversations uh, because we are you know, I, I don't hear any calls from the community for us to slow down or to relax what we're trying to do with streets. I think it just is actually becomes more and more. They they want to see even a larger share of our budget go towards street fixes. So we're we're trying to to accommodate that as much as we possibly can. All right. Uh, well, if the wheel tax comes back in a year from now as an idea, you'll know why. Because you just heard it from Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot. If you have questions of the mayor or have some comments, give us a call or send a text on the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line. We have a number of issues to get to, and we'll do that when we come back right here on Lacrosse Talk PM. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line. Seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Coming up, by the way, we'll have a Mayor Tim Cabot's football picks for NFL Sunday. That is uh, on the way at some point this hour. So make sure you stick around for that. He, um, yeah, he famously, famously last month was just terrible. Your picks were awful. They were. I got, I think, one out of five, and that was the <laughs> week the Packers tied. So, yeah. you know, all right. of that, all of that, um, yeah, anyway. I so knew. we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see how out. well he does uh, this, this go around okay. and probably a lot better. My guess is probably can't a lot much, better. Can't get much worse. <laughs> you could. You could get them all wrong. <laughs> we'll... I remember a couple of my picks too. You were saying, "Oh yeah, that's a good pick." So, well, you know, I, I believed in the Buffalo thing. I believed in Buffalo, yeah. so I didn't think that was a horrible pick. I think that was the one. Houston, I believe that was the one. It was a Houston game as well. But Houston. anyway, I also believe. Uh, you know what? Houston's a good team. Anyway, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. We won't do that quite yet. A couple things we need to get to before then. As we've just heard, Mayor Tim Cabot has said that uh, his proposal for a wheel tax, although likely to be postponed indefinitely by the city council tonight, will still be a topic of conversation in the future, likely, because they're, the roads aren't fixing themselves, as they say. Speaking of roads, uh, as you know, the the calendar is getting precariously close to November. Yes, yes. And we have a few projects that are still not done. Yes. Do you, at this point, and I know that everything is probably going to get done, but at this point, do you make calls? Do you start like at 17th, 17th Street Are you over the, by the university? Do you call somebody and say, hey, guys, did you forget about this thing? Because well, it's the, still... Yeah, so that is the really difficult challenge at this point. And so there are going to be some projects that get pushed into next year. I mean, that's just the reality of, you know, we run out of time on the calendar. I'm not exactly sure which ones those will be yet. 
but um, you know the ones that have um, the ones that are sort of graded because I you know like Travis Street. There's a few of them that you know new curb and gutter. Everything is graded and ready to go, and you're kind of like, well, what's you know they're they're working very feverishly with um, you know the asphalt providers and, and everything else. So yeah, they're, they're, hopefully everything that is you know currently in that state will get done. And and we'll have a bit of an extended you know weather to help us with that. Uh, if not, some of those will get pushed into 2019, and and they'll have to pick them up you know next year. Wait, so so there's there may be projects that are there's curb and gutter, and they they've been graded and everything, and they may not get paved this year. I, I think the ones that are graded and those will get done. Okay, because I've not heard anything from staff to say that they're worried about a, a project that's been graded not getting paved. But no one's going to come up to your office and tell you that. Well, we I have pretty close contact with our street okay. superintendent though, and they're they're very good about you know again looking at weather, looking at the. You know, juggling to try to get these last few projects done. So I, we'll, we'll probably know more. You know, it's still, even though the weather today feels pretty winterish, it's still only October 11th. So we've got a little bit of time. I mean, it, the the asphalt plants and things don't start shutting down until that. You know, right before kind of the hunting season. So we've got about another month. So those projects should get done. But there are a few I know that are getting pushed into 2019. Not the ones that are sort of you know three quarters finished, but ones that we were going to try to maybe start and and get those going. There's a few of them that are going to get pushed into next year. I know that there have been a couple of projects that have lingered perhaps a yes. little bit longer than they, than they should have. And for some people it's okay because there's no traffic in front of their house. <laughs> and it's been like a summer of no traffic. Right. And you can just send your kids out and go play in the dirt. It's yeah. Fine. Somebody actually suggested like, instead of paving it, why don't you just now plant it with like, you know, grass <laughs> and it could become like a, neighborhood greenway because there's no they have no traffic it can be just like an extended yard in open space so i think that it is i mean that is again besides the funding piece and trying to you know find enough resources and having you know our costs go up each and every year the other part is realistically just juggling the schedules because you know everybody's in the same boat everybody's trying to grab that last you know, contractor to get this piece done and waiting on utilities or, you know, whatever. And it does unfortunately cause delays. And there, I don't know that there's a good way ar- around that because when you are going to open up the ground, you want to uh, put in new utilities or look at least look at the right. opportunity. You talk to the Excels and, you know, the other, the other private utility providers and, and, you know, you do the best you can with that calendar. It's, You've talked. You've talked before about adding uh, individuals, potentially equipment, to the streets yes. department. Is that still on the table then? So we've got a uh, not necessarily staffing for 2019, but there is a piece of equipment that was tested uh, actually right out on Third Street. It's a, called the asphalt zipper, and it's basically that uh, concept where you can go in with a piece of equipment, tear up that you know top layer, and then come right behind it and pave it. And the the crews were very happy with how. That test went. They were able to get a stretch done in literally, you know, uh, under. Uh, I think it was even a couple hours. So uh, we're going to be looking to purchase that for next year, which will hopefully expand kind of the the toolbox, if you will. And like on the cross street, for example, parts of third and fourth. Our plan is to go in there and do spot fixes because there's 
as everybody knows, parts of 3rd and 4th and La Crosse Street are really bad. So uh, rather than, you know, having to wait for the state, and, and we still don't have confirmation that La Crosse Street has moved up to 2021, we're going to go in there and do some of those spot fixes ourselves next year. All right. So no new crew necessarily, but an asphalt zipper. Yes. Which is cool to say, actually. It, they, I didn't get a chance to see the demonstration, but all the staff were very pleased with how that went. Hmm. All right. So it's right on 3rd Street. It's actually like right um, in between or right uh, where the county parking lot and the Tribune is. Yeah, There's a right. little stretch yeah. right there that they worked on the other day that they just kind of, you know, did the scrape and whatever. And it was with the with, with the asphalt zipper. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, the asphalt zipper. I, I don't know if that's trademarked. I or can't not, believe but. there's something called that. Yeah. Rick, would you get us uh, look us up the asphalt zipper so we can share that with our with our uh, listeners? Um, on, on Facebook, we'll have that up for you in just a minute because man, I, I know it looks like a piece of road construction equipment, but it's just, it's a cool name. 608-785-7 now at 4 Lacrosse Talk PM and WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds in the studio with Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot. Once a month with the mayor, we get together, we talk about stuff like roads and taxes and Indigenous Peoples Day, which is, uh, which was today for the first time in Lacrosse, uh, this week for the first time in Lacrosse right. on Monday. Uh, you, re- you had, uh, you proclaimed it. Indigenous Peoples Day instead of Columbus Day. Correct. And um, and the Lacrosse City Council tonight will uh, vote and likely approve a resolution to do that very thing from here on out. Right. Second Monday in October, going forward. Is it is it in fact instead of Columbus Day, or is it in addition to? Well, for for us here at the local level, we are naming it Indigenous Peoples Day. That's the holiday that we're going to recognize. I mean, the yeah. federal and state government, you know, they've they they've identified that as Columbus Day. But I think it was a really important step. Uh, it corrects you know history because we all know that Columbus did not, in fact, discover America, and, and that's one of those great myths that gets repeated. Um, it was also, I think, important for acknowledging and recognizing the contributions that the First Nation and the Ho-Chunk people have made here and the fact that there have been uh, people living in this area for thousands and thousands of years, way before Columbus decided to make that journey. And and then also it talks about going forward. How do we continue? Because I, I think, you know, in my mind, successful cities are those that are inclusive, those that collaborate and really try to build strong networks outside of just city government with civic groups and social groups and businesses and, and all of those. And so this, I think, is a really strong statement to say that we are going to recognize everybody in this community. And uh, it is uh, it was a very nice ceremony, and I look forward to it each and every year. Hold on just a minute. Yeah. Yes, Rick. I did. Is it, we, did, did you say it's the second Monday? Yes, the second Monday in October. Okay, so it's probably not going to impede on Leif Erikson Day because we've got to make sure. Cause I mean, it, it might. Because that's the that's just the tenth every every year, right? October ninth, yep. Oh, October ninth. Yeah. So, but it's the same date every I mean, year. At some point in the future, it could be yeah. Leif Erikson and Indigenous people collide, right? And then would we, we, we fight in the streets, or what would we do? The Norwegians, and, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I hope not. That doesn't sound appealing at all. Or party, maybe party. I didn't. We actually, Rick and I, didn't even know there was a Leif Erikson Day. Oh, I did. You did? Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. It's actually that's my a, friend lives in Duluth, so we've always oh. she always sends me a picture of the statue there. Yep. There's a there it that actually was became a federal what is it not a federal holiday but a federal uh I don't I can't think of the word I'm looking for recognized by the federal government oh. whatever that is back in 1968. AKA you don't get paid vacation. Yeah, you don't get a paid vacation on that one. 
Leif Erikson did. But it's recognition that, you know, yeah. somebody like, like Leif Erikson actually did come to America and yeah. make, make that voyage versus um, right. Columbus. So Yeah. Uh, 500 years before you, before Columbus too. So there's that. So have you, we got a lot of very passionate people speaking about indigenous people's day on, on that day, um, on, on this program, which was not surprising because that's the type of thing that stirs emotions. Did you get a lot of, a lot of comments from people about positive comments, a lot of positive comments? Yes. Okay. I think people are, are, um, we're happy to see some recognition and especially for the, the young, uh, because there was an event later that day over at the three rivers house Mm -hmm. uh, that involved a number of Ho-Chunk youth. I mean, I think the, the message to young people saying that this is something that we acknowledge, we recognize, we, we know that there were people here. I mean, Columbus didn't actually get here ever. And, but there were people here in this area and we, uh, we recognize that, and we're going to, you know, support that idea and go forward. So I, I did get a lot of positives. I mean, there there were some folks that, um, and even I think there, you know, a council member comment or two about uh, these types of resolutions. I think this is different um, than maybe some of the other uh, more message type resolutions, and the fact that we have people living here in our community that this impacts. Right. So I had no problem in offering that as a proclamation. And then, like you said, the council is going to take action on that tonight. How much did you appreciate the school district lining up with you on this I think one? that was really, uh, a, a, you know, a very important uh, partnership there for, for both uh, the superintendent and myself because, again, um, you know, and he said it very eloquently about how, uh, how history gets written or in some cases, you know, if you're ignoring things or not including that in history, uh, just how that shapes people's views, mm-hmm. and it's really time to stop doing, you know, stop doing those things. And and so I think from an educational standpoint, and again a recognition, um, and and there's the uh, the the president from the Ho Chunk Nation, uh, Wilfred Cleveland, was also part of that and talked about, you know, the requirement, and I forget the exact act, if it's Act 31 or 32, the the act that the state legislature passed saying that that type of history has to be taught in our schools. Yeah. Um, just how important that is, because you know the the idea, uh, and and it's that you know that saying as far as you know we're we're doomed to repeat history if we're not learning from it, and I think it's a, an, again it was an important message that we uh, we came together on. I was surprised, I think a little because uh, because Randy Nelson, the superintendent of Lacrosse Schools, because his statements in relation to this were were very poignant and strong. He wasn't just standing there, no. you know, holding a plaque or something. He actually uh, was very adamantly in support of this proclamation. Um, I don't know what I, I was expecting, but I guess I wasn't expecting that. Well, I think he, that's one of the things I really appreciate about Randy because of how passionate he is about our young people and mm-hmm. the folks in the La Crosse School District. And, um, you know, you, you can see that when, especially whenever he's interacting in a, you know, room full of, especially, you know, young students, um, or, or, you know, just, uh, the, the passion and that energy that he brings. So I wasn't surprised. I was glad to see the school district do that. And that was really on, you know, they, they approached us. So I was very pleased by that. 
Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. If you'd like to join us here on the air, use the Better Hearing Center talk and text line at 608-785-7914. The Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Call in or text in either way you get in. We will have more with Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot coming up right here on Lacrosse Talk PM. Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. 608-785-7914. That's the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Call in or text in either way you get in. 608-785-7914. Uh, this hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity, and this hour um, we are talking to Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot, who is in the studio with us. We're addressing a number of different if- issues. If you have questions or comments, uh, use the Better Hearing Center talk and text line six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. A couple of comments. Uh, I have a question from a listener, Mayor, and uh, uh, please ask the Mayor. Funding from the General Transportation Aid uses the average of the last six years of eligible road spending to calculate the aid, and that the more the city spends on roads, the more the GTA sends. Any truth to that? Yeah, so there, there, at least with the, uh, the discussion that's going on right now with possible increases to general transportation aids, they do reward if you are spending your dollars and are trying to spend more. So that's also a hopeful outcome and um, you know what we've been trying to do the last several years to really increase our spending on streets that perhaps the state will reward us with a bit more transportation aids that way too. Because we were again, it's been pretty. I mean, there was a there was a slight increase from the last budget. It's still right around two point two to two point three million dollars. I don't know if, and, and it's been, you know, again fairly fairly level for the last I I forget how far back five six years at least. So, if there are if there is a proposal to dramatically increase that, I mean, I think they talked about the county seeing a thirty percent increase. You know, so yeah, right. If we had something along those lines, it'd be another. You know, six seven hundred thousand dollars or somewhere in that range. Well, you you the city has tripled road spending yes, in the have. last like in the last five years. Yes, so uh, if that if there is a a relationship between the general transportation aid and city spending, that you should yeah, see we, a bump, right? I, I don't know that we would see that large of an increase. And again, it's it's tied to how we're spending our state transportation dollars. Them, you know, specifically, but. I think at least the bottom line is is we are showing through our actions that we are definitely uh, you know doing everything in our power to fix as many miles as as we possibly can. So hopefully that will be a a good uh, that will result in some good things going forward. Couple of gas related questions. <laughs> one you'll have to do homework on, so you can't, okay. probably won't have to answer that. All right. Um, the other one's a quick and easy answer. Does the city have the legal authority to impose a gas tax? No, we do not. Does the mayor know how many gallons of gasoline are sold in the city each year? I do not. Okay. That's something we'd have to look up. No, we no. And I I actually I was at uh, the Chamber of Commerce for that small business academy on Tuesday when the Lieutenant Governor was here, and I was talking with someone, a small business owner, who asked the very same thing or suggested the very same thing. And I'm like, yeah, good. I can't can't do it. Yeah, the, I mean, no, the, no the, the philosophy, especially over the last, you know, uh, decade or so, even maybe a little bit longer, the philosophy in Madison is to reduce the abilities of locals to do much. I mean, they they really have said you have levy limits on your property tax levy, and basically the way that you can raise money is either through property tax levy or you get shared revenue. So that they've they've and that's been a concerted effort. I mean, things like uh, a sales tax, for example, at the you know at the city level, mm-hmm. or other alternative funding, because uh, there was one a couple of years ago they were talking about a specific 
uh, sales tax that would just be devoted to roads and infrastructure. You know, they they talked about that, but we've we've really not gotten anywhere. So I don't see that you know necessarily changing anytime soon. I think we just have to continue to be creative. And for us, we've been able to use. Uh, obviously, our excess reserve funds, we've tapped more into our tax increment finance districts. So those districts that have, have development and are generating tax increment, we've been utilizing, you know, parts of, of that increment to help us with streets. And then, you know, again, we're going to get to the point, though, where we've exhausted all those options and, you know, a thing like a wheel tax. Well, I, you know, I don't think really anybody likes that. Um, those are the those are the discussions to 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 have to see if there are some ways other ways. Lacrosse Talk PM on WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot in the studio with us. We're talking about some of the issues uh, uh, in city government currently. Now, we had a brief discussion about Indigenous Peoples Day, and that was a proclamation that was made this week, and then Lacrosse City Council voting on that referendum tonight. Some comments coming in on that, uh, and uh, we. I've learned from the mayor as well this hour that it's uh, likely that the idea of a wheel tax will come back, despite the fact that the city council is likely to to indefinitely postpone that uh, tonight with a, with the uh, vote to affirm an earlier committee vote. With that, we'll go to the phone. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. 785-7914. And uh, show favorite number three is on the line. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. I told you they were black topping down on Third Street the other day, and you didn't believe. I didn't. No, I didn't believe. Right. You always thought I was kidding you. Anyway, I'd like yeah, to talk about this one hundred ninety thousand dollars for an indoor pickle court and tennis court. I, Are we going to have to heat that? Wait, hold on. I think winter? we're talking. Is it one? It's one point nine million dollars. Correct. One point nine million dollars. What we're talking about. And it's okay. it, are we going to have to heat that in the winter time and cool it in the summertime? No, at this point, it's only proposed for outdoor. So the the indoor component, we did not come together exactly yet as far as how to how to efficiently put that together. And we heard feedback from neighbors and others that they didn't necessarily like the idea. In other words, we're not going to put a roof on it then. No, because at Green Island Ice Arena, we have a building already, so there might be, right. you know, the idea would be if you did want to move forward, you could possibly add on to Green Island okay. Ice Arena. All right. Okay, All right. well, that answers my question, then, because at one time it was down near $2 million, right? It still is. Still is. It's $1.9 million to do, I forget it, I believe it's uh, 16 tennis courts, and or maybe it's eight tennis courts and six pickleball courts. I forget the exact number, but that's all coming from donations from UW Lacrosse, from the Lacrosse Tennis Association, Aquinas High Schools. There's one or two others that are funding that. So we're not spending any uh, city tax dollars on that project. We're basically Oh, well, I land. didn't understand it that way. See, I learned something by talking to you then, sir. All right. <laughs> I feel a little bit better now. Good, good. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Okay, that makes my taxes not quite so hard because, you know, I am on retirement. Yep. Yes. And as, and as the many... The stock market as, isn't doing a bit good. So yeah, it, thank you very well, much. Well, and I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Yeah, and that's a... Um, that's an interesting thing because uh, you have made it very clear as well that uh, donations and uh, alternative funding are key for park yes. uh, park uh, projects like like a pickleball court. That for, to go forward, you you would like to see there be some alternative funding to go with that. Well, I think it helps the 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 schedule. It helps the timing. I mean, at some point, the city will be building pickleball 
courts as a part of our park and recreation program just okay. because you know they're that's that's popular but to have it be funded with outside donations and other other funding moves that up you know greatly on the on the calendar so in the case of the green island tennis and pickleball facility those outside donations really move that up much more quickly and and UW lacrosse is contributing because they are getting rid of the tennis courts on the south side of lacrosse street because they're moving forward to build a new field house and so those tennis courts are part of that whole development project. Uh, I'm wondering, and actually somebody just sent in uh, this this question in relation to this. We'll, we'll be talking about park projects, and there's been some changes in the uh, that have been agreed to going forward next year for the city's operating budget. It's basically finding some coins in the couch, couch cushions for the uh, Memorial Pool yes. Project. Yes, yes. Uh, so I, I actually just got a question on this. A, a news on the the pool bid. Those bids were supposed to come in yes. this this week, I think. Right? They, did. they came in very close to what the estimates were. The, okay. at, right at three point one million dollars. So tonight there is a an amendment to the capital improvement plan, and and we're looking at doing. Um, and I I'll, I'll just think of for a second to make sure I got the funding pots correct. But we had already um, talked about at the board of estimates earlier this week. To um, to provide two hundred thousand dollars, I believe, of excess reserve funds. So it's reserve funds that we keep the rainy day fund. Anything above the twenty percent minimum that we have to keep um, is is the the council is tapping two hundred thousand dollars of that towards veterans memorial pool. We're utilizing some of our operating budget next year. I believe it's about. Uh, uh, three hundred and almost four hundred thousand dollars of our operating budget, so some some funding from the operating budget, and then tonight they're going to be proposing to add seven hundred thousand dollars of additional borrowing on top of the seven point four that we're uh, that was proposed and, uh, and approved by the finance committee. So some additional borrowing, and with that plus the five hundred thousand dollars that we're hoping to see fundraised from the neighborhood. Yeah. We'll be able to actually get that project done in 2019. Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot, um, I, I know that for for the people in the neighborhood, that is welcome, welcome news. Yeah, so. I think uh, there was a recognition. I think all along that again, the council made the decision a couple of years ago to move forward and get this the pool fixed and rebuilt at that site, and it's just been a matter again of trying to piece all of the funding needs, and and so. Uh, th- this effort that, uh, assuming that the council approves that tonight, will will move that project forward. Lacrosse Talk, PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Again, Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot in the studio with us for just a few more minutes as we talk uh, about some uh, city issues. Mayor, you've, you're the, the first lacrosse mayor to communicate directly with the public through social media. Um, well, I, at least to the extent that you have. Uh, there, I mean, it's you know, it's a relatively new thing, sure. obviously. Right. But right, right. Um, you you communicate and respond to some to criticisms I, I on, do a, try. on occasion. I do try. In fact, we had one of our one of our employees here in the building, uh, Brian Simpson, has been highly critical. Of he does the, not like the video screens, the big the video screens, and the parking ramps. Yes. Extremely critical of those. Yes. Um, and. And you engaged with him on social media, which a lot of people don't necessarily do, because because he's you know he goes he goes after you. What 
first of all, tell me about those those screens. Are you still sold on them? Or are they still a good idea? They're still they're still happening. Okay, I mean, that, that's part of the. I know, know they're happening. They're up there, but are they still a good idea? To, if, for, as far as you're concerned, as far as I'm concerned, they actually aren't operational yet. So they're still finishing to get all of the the ramps completed. And okay, that's been part of the feedback because some of the screens are still black or they're not turned on. So that's been uh, some of the discussion of you know this has been. You know, installed for a month and and it's broken or doesn't work. Um, they're, they're, the goal is to utilize tools like technology, and and those uh, those screens will help provide communication and feedback to the folks that are using the ramp. So uh, I understand that not everybody thinks that that's a great idea. Um, I it's a challenge at times because as we uh, I was uh, talking with our parking utility staff. I mean, overall we have a budget. Uh, not only you know the the city levy, but our utility budgets. It's ninety six million dollars every year. In my mind, that's ninety six million opportunities for people to disagree with what you're doing. And I think you know this is a case where um, I I welcome the the people's input and ideas and to try to make this better. We looked at and I asked specifically about the you know, the height, because um, there was a picture of a vehicle smacking one of those screens, and it was because a vehicle was exiting in an entrance ramp, and so, you know, it was it was driver error, but nonetheless, it did hit the screen, so they are looking at all of those as well, and I understand that, um, that folks still probably aren't going to like that answer, but I would also say those are parking utility funds, so they are a bit separate than our general tax levy. Okay. The parking utility is funded primarily by your parking tickets as well as the leases and the hourly parking that people pay to use those ramps. So, in essence, the users, for the most part, are are funding the operations for the parking utility. So, I, um, I'm i still waiting to get kind of the final because I still owe Brian a reply yet because I did tell him that as soon as I got that information together, I would – uh, get that to him, but you know, I, 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 when I do see something that's sort of really grossly um, out there, um, I've, I've, com- I try to offer comments. I mean, I, I believe me, if I had to try to reply to every bit of criticism, that would take a long time every day. Well, but, but like you know, for example, when we when we uh, did the ribbon cutting for Powell Park, which was a great event, you know, very important for that neighborhood. There were a few folks that started to then kind of pile on about, well, you should be you know, fixing streets. And so we used it as a chance to really provide the story that we are actually spending less money overall in the city than we did six years ago. We are, we've lowered our property tax levy. We've lowered how much taxes we actually collect, and yet we've tripled the funding for streets. So I I see those as opportunities to at least just get some information out there again, whether people choose to, to buy into that or not. I mean, that's their choice. And this other, and we're talking about social media a little bit, this other message from someone who said, who prefaced his comment by saying, I know this will go completely unread due to the fact that it appears as if you check this page about as often as you consider the underpaid in your own community. And this was a comment from someone who who went on and talked about low wages in the city. And you responded uh, and said you would be in support of a local minimum wage at a more livable level, level somewhere in the range of $12 to $15. And then pointed out that the state legislature doesn't allow that. Correct. Um, first of all, do, it, does everyone that works for the city make at least twelve to fifteen dollars an hour? No. Okay. So the the issue is, you know, the current minimum wage is is I think woefully inadequate. 
we have a program, and this was passed back when, again, cities were able to do that, a, a, what's called a living wage. So any of our development projects that we work with uh, someone who's asking for city help, they have to provide a living wage, and they've got to actually document that. And the living wage is based on, uh, I forget now the exact number, but I'm, I'm estimating it's probably in that range of $13 an hour, somewhere in there. And so I, I believe that that's something that we should have the ability locally to have discussions, to use the democratic process, and to say, hey, based on kind of our own situation that we've got here, you know, wages should be should be changed. I, and I have uh, said that to our, you know, to the friends at the Chamber of Commerce that I do hear, you know, every day or just about that we need more workers, and part of that is supply and demand. If folks were paid more, I think you would see, you know, better quali- uh, qualified folks applying for jobs. Um, but nevertheless, the the state does not allow us to do that. So, uh, in that particular case, uh, that gentleman, I am I'm hoping that he maybe at least was a little surprised that I actually did reply to his his uh, comment. Well, considering how we prefaced it, I would imagine he would would be. Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot. We'll make it. We'll make our uh, Sunday NFL picks coming up right after this on Lacrosse Talk PM. All right, Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Uh, Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot, among other things, when he stops in here in the uh, every month. Well, at least during football season, we have them pick our, our NFL games so that, that uh, we get a better chance of winning our office pool. Yep. Yeah, we just say, well, whatever the mayor whatever the mayor picks, we're picking the opposite of that. So, I, I have the- oh, hold on. Oh, okay, now. I picked the five, what I feel like are like the five best games of the week. Okay. And then yeah, the other New ones. New England, though? Isn't, who's, isn't New England, aren't they playing like a really good game? Well, that's what I have. I have oh, those. Are, okay. So I'll, we'll just go through the All five right. best games oh, here. Okay. Pittsburgh Sorry. at Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Oh, that was easy. You went right for Cincinnati, huh? Buff, right. uh, no, not Buffalo at Houston. Well, I think no, that was Buff- the only pick I got correct the last time that we did this. <laughs> oh, I, and we I'll have to pick it. the Bills games now just so the mayor <laughs> see if he picks the Bills again. <laughs> Buffalo at Houston. Houston. Oh, yeah. L.A. Rams at Denver. Rams. Kansas City at New England, Sunday night football. Ooh, yeah, that's the one that I that, – that's going to be a really good one, game. That's a tough one, isn't it? That's a good game. That's a really good one, but I, I'm going to have to go with New England on that. And, of course, Monday Night Football. You can hear it on WKTY. San Francisco at Green Bay. <laughs> that be. Yes, I'm, I'm hoping be for no ties. Yeah, <laughs> Green Bay all the way. Yes. All right. It shouldn't be a tough one. Who is, who is even, who's the quarterback of San Francisco? Is that like Beth, Bethard from Iowa, something, right? Something like that. <laughs> I think he has a beard. He's, yeah, all right. So if the, if the mayor gets any of these right... <laughs> You'll find. I've out. got to at least. Yeah, I've got to at least get two out of the five to at least improve a little. We'll bit. We'll get the rest of them, and then I'll I'll throw the picture up on on our website okay. or on our uh, Facebook page. Mayor picking NFL games. Uh, any surprises tonight from Lacrosse City Council? I, I sure hope not. <laughs> we I think we've got the uh, the capital improvement budget pretty well put together, and uh, otherwise, um, you know the the most challenging issue that was talked about this this past cycle was the request for the uh, the veterans uh, uh, temporary housing application yeah, right. that was referred or will be referred for 60 days I you know and and I'm expecting the Toma VA will be coming back then with uh, information and probably some changes and I, I do have to give them credit they were very um, receptive and tried to listen to the neighbors concerns and so you know hopeful there that they'll come back with uh, 
you know, responses addressing uh, some of those concerns. That was a, that's a, that's turned into a very complicated issue and people, even neighbors are, are conflicted about, yes. you know, about what they want in their neighborhood versus what they want for veterans versus, you know, the, it's, it's really, it's really tough. And um, I, for everybody involved, including the Ericsons, they're, you know, they obviously are, they're, they're struggling with this too. Right, so, right. you know, it's very complicated. Uh, just briefly, I know we had a caller on who had asked a question about Kmart, uh, the Kmart property. Any movement on that? No, no okay. new developments. There's still uh, communication. I know that our staff is still working with the parties to try to see if we can come up with a good local, uh, local team solution there. Okay. I know it, property like that, it's six, six, eight, seven acres. Yeah. It's a very large piece Big of property. It's like that. It's going to be, um, that'll be an interesting one to, to find some traction on when this when we were talking about uh not this week last week talking about the public market yes um because the consultant was in uh discussing that as an option the cleary building came up that seems like an obvious choice but um that i and that probably won't be the, where that winds up the, the kmart area but i think as a as an option it certainly has you know it's not it's not the right location i don't think but yeah, it I has think they a, were, i think they were suggesting more in the downtown, downtown area. area. Yeah. yeah, but but Kmart does have a I mean that that site has some incredible opportunity. So Huge, we're yeah. we're really trying to work um as as actively as possible to make sure that that's something that all of us can be proud of and that especially for the neighborhood it's a good neighborhood serving use there. All right. Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot, you can catch him at the Lacrosse City Council meeting tonight in an hour from now. Right. Fortunately, you. you didn't say anything that they're going to like. They're going to yell at you for when you get there. Cause, <laughs> that's cause okay. That's you know, I, I'm used to folks yelling at me. It's all right. Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. There's another hour to come. Stick around right here on Wisdom. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. You could send me an email, Mitch at fourteen ten WYZM dot com. But the Better Hearing Center talk and text line is 608-785-7914. We had lacrosse mayor Tim Cabot in the studio with us just a little while ago. We're talking about, oh, geez, I mean, the video screens and the parking ramps and the wheel tax and what he would prefer in terms of a livable wage in the city of lacrosse and indigenous people's days. And and uh, all sorts of stuff. If you have any thoughts on any of that, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. One of the things that Mayor said about Indigenous Peoples Day was that he got a lot of really positive feedback about it uh, for the proclamation that he made on Monday and the pending resolution that's before the Lacrosse City Council tonight. Uh, they're going to be voting to affirm that. Um, <clears throat> well, basically, just to say that, yeah, absolutely, Indigenous Peoples Day. <clears throat> From now on, on the second Monday of every October, instead of Columbus Day, Columbus Day will still be will still be celebrated on the federal level, but in Lacrosse, it's Indigenous Peoples Day. Um, yeah, the mayor mayor talked about getting a lot of really positive feedback about that, and uh, also um, it meant it meant a lot for the Lacrosse schools and the Lacrosse school superintendent uh, Randy Nelson to also make a strong statement about Indigenous Peoples Day. So, anyway, your thoughts on that? 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785 
I know some things we obviously didn't get to. It was interesting also talking about roads a little bit, road repairs and construction projects and all the stuff that's going on. You know, it's, it, it's, it, got, it got cold suddenly, right? Not super cold, not ridiculously cold, but it is, whatever, 40-some. Yeah, actually, look, I don't even know what the temperature is right now. But uh, it, it's, it's, it's kind of chilly, and then immediately you start looking at these road projects that haven't been complete, thinking, yeah, are these going to get done? Because it's getting to the point where, well... The asphalt plant's gonna gonna shut down, right? But uh, the mayor said that the, the the streets that are you know are at that point where they're ready for asphalt, those are going to be completed. He's pretty confident those are going to be completed. But I don't know. There's a couple that they don't seem like they're even close, frankly. So I don't know if that means that they're just going to be blocked off streets throughout the winter. But we also talked about uh, making, you know, this idea about making the streets department bigger, having more people in the streets department, more equipment. Anyway, speaking of weather, it's uh, down to 31 degrees for a low tonight. Yeah, that means, well, frost, right? And I'm trying to see what this word says. I'm pretty sure it says flurries, but that couldn't possibly be right. Sure enough, a chance for flurries tonight. And then 44 for a high tomorrow. Uh, We do have uh, highs in, um, you know, more above 50 on Saturday, but but again, highs of low 40s on, on Sunday under a mostly sunny sky. So, chilly. Chilly. Time to make some chili. <laughs> 608 now at the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Uh, more to come. Stick around. I'm Mitch Reynolds. More coming up on Lacrosse Talk PM after this word about Bion Service Center on Jackson Street in Lacrosse. As the temperature dips, the weather turns. I just said the word flurries a little while ago. Well, you know what that means. Well, that means, first of all, you got to get your car ready for winter, right? And what I do, if I need something for winter, and that may include tires or it may include a, a, maybe a new battery or just some other thing that I need to get through winter, of course, I take my car to buy on service center because that's always where I go and I can trust them to do good work. But uh, also, the other thing you might want to keep in mind is that there are days that you, may not, you might not want to get out of your car and off of your heated seat to fill up your tank. Well, guess what? That's what Bion Service Center does for you. That's right, full serve, just like back in the day. Remember back in the day when somebody would come out and they would fill up your tank? That's what they do at Bion Service Center. A lot of people forget about Bion Service Center and the great services they provide, including that full service lane where they pump your gas for you. Oh, and you know what? If you want to check your oil, say, hey, can you also check my oil? Not really sure, you know, or maybe you need some windshield washer fluid. You're going to go through a lot of that this winter especially when it gets cold, you're going to want to stop by Bion Service Center and have them fill your tank and, you know, make your appointment to get your oil changed or any other service that you need. That's what I do. That's what you should do as well. You won't regret it. I certainly don't. They're my mechanic for life. And I tell people all the time, the only place in La Crosse I'll take my cars for repairs, service, and maintenance. It's Bion Service Center. Folks, just go there and Tell them Mitch Reynolds sent you. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZ. I'm Mitch Reynolds. 608-785-7914-785-7914. Also on Facebook or Twitter, you could send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. I guess I, I didn't mark down uh, the mayor's football picks, his Sunday NFL football picks. Uh, did he, did, did, was there any one that was particular boneheaded? I don't, Rick um, Solom. I feel like one of them that we were, Discussing, yeah, Chicago at Miami. You pick Miami. You pick Miami. I feel like that's a little boneheaded. Yeah, I feel like Chicago is, yeah, you know, the better team there. 
Colts at Jets. I would have picked Jets. Yeah, definitely Jets. He didn't hesitate Rams at Denver. Denver's tough at home. Yeah, I mean, have you seen the Rams? They're all concussed. (laughs) They're all concussed. (laughs) Oh, and Kansas City at New England? I'm picking Kansas City. He might get every one of these picks except the Bills pick because now we're just giving him one so he doesn't get them all wrong but (laughs) he might get all these wrong well the packers aren't going to lose at home to san francisco are they although aaron Rodgers is wearing a bulkier knee brace this week because he had a setback last week he had a setback wow it's handy that there's a there's that handy scapegoat for the packers for the entire season yeah mccarthy yeah but aaron Rodgers had a knee brace so mccarthy will be back who's the backup quarterback you love the backup in preseason some guy you don't even know. I actually one. like um, the... Was it the third string guy? I like the third string guy, Tim Boyle. Yeah. Oh, the backup's Kaiser, that's right. Deshaun yeah. Kaiser, yeah. Who had an extraordinary career at Notre Dame and was... I mean, it was just fun to watch. He's rel- he had some... You know, he was relatively accurate as a college quarterback, and he's very athletic. I like the guy. And then he had to go to Cleveland. Pretty smart, too. Smart guy. And then he had to go to Cleveland, where careers die. Except for Baker Mayfield. I mean, Joe uh, Thomas won like three games in his in, like the best offensive lineman in the history of football. <laughs> football right? And he won like three games. <laughs> what are you doing? Trade him. I don't know. Oh, no. haha, Clinton Dix. He, he wants out. Do we trade? Haha, let's trade him. Right now? We've got three weeks to get rid of him if he doesn't want to be here next year. Mm-hmm. The defense isn't going to be any worse without him. No. Well, it might be, but. Yeah, they're actually doing okay. Last year, notwithstanding, or last season, not last week, notwithstanding, they actually are doing pretty well. Should we do Brewers talk after the news? Yeah, after the news, we'll talk Brewers. Okay. <laughs> I, I was curious. So you are the one that brought to the, my attention that uh, back and forth that the mayor was having with someone about the livable wage in the city of La Crosse. And I, I'll have to go back and listen to it, but I feel like, and now that I'm thinking about it, I think he dodged my question about whether everybody in City Hall was getting paid He's a politician. Twelve right? to fifteen dollars an hour. I don't think he. I think he dodged that question. Every, they all dodge those questions, right? I would. Yeah, yeah, they do. It's unlike him, though. Typically, he would. Or did? I mean, he said no, right? But then, huh? All right, I got to go back and listen to that because I kind of, I should have hammered him down on that, and I just, I, I didn't. Uh, so what? Every everyone in the city for the city of Lacrosse should make fifteen. Well, he said in. Well, Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot once again was in the studio with us a little while ago. We were talking about um, we were talking about um, a number of different issues, including his uh, responses on social media to some issues. Uh, one person had had a conversation with him online in relation to uh, you know wages are too low in the city of Lacrosse, and the mayor had said that he wanted there to be a livable wage in the city of Lacrosse, something between twelve and fifteen dollars an hour. And there's that's there certainly are people and I. As I know, people in City Hall not making fifteen dollars an hour. So, I think that if that was really a priority, I think you would be able to make that happen within the City of Lacrosse. But maybe that's is that just full time? You think like part time employees get? Because then we would just hire a bunch of part time employees. Isn't that how that always works? Well, my guess is that full time employees largely, I think that you're going to find very few that are not making fifteen dollars an hour. That'd be my guess. So it's like an empty promise from the mayor because it's already like. No, I, I think so. Empty, he was talking about a livable wage in, within the city of Lacrosse as a whole, oh, in the city, rather than okay. just in City Hall. And I was trying to re, trying to determine whether that was if that was in fact the case within City Hall as well. And I don't think we got what a good answer. to Why don't that. we do this? All government workers in City Hall only make fifteen dollars an hour. And you wouldn't have any government workers. <laughs> no, 
You don't think somebody would apply for some of those jobs? What jobs? Which jobs are you going to do? Are you going to be a cop? I don't even know what they do over there. What do those people do? No one's going to be a cop for 15 bucks an hour. Nobody's doing that job for 15 bucks an hour. Well, I guess they're technically in. I was meaning like in City Hall, like the office situation. I bet there's some people that are working in some office capacity that are making some clerical things that are making 15 bucks an hour. Sure. If you if you like if you have a weapon a three dollar you know bump oh you get a three dollar bump for each out. weapon you have to carry so you know some of those cops probably have a taser and a gun yeah <laughs> you get three bucks for each weapon and then Abraham oh if I get if I got a shotgun oh yeah he would he would be gun, yeah he'd load up he'd load up he would have all kinds of weapons absolutely all right six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four number three's back. Let's talk about blacktop zippers. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Uh, these uh, blacktop zippers Amir was talking about, yep. they're very nice when they're new. They wear out very fast, and they're very expensive to maintain. Oh, all right. I don't know anything so about I them. That out. I know Matthew had some a few years ago. I'd see them out. This year, I haven't seen Matthew using them. Huh. If that means anything, I don't know. I don't get all over all the time, but I do cover parts of lacrosse. Yeah, it sounds like you're kind of all over right. all the time. And I think the good city benefits are ten, fifteen dollars an hour. The, okay. The bennies. Oh yeah. Okay. Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. You I, should get more this week for working than what you usually do because you were filling in for Mr. Hayes this morning. Yeah. Yeah, it's so you just, got an extra three hours in today. Just just part of the job. Oh, just part, it goes along with it. Good yeah. company, man. Yeah, Keep you up know. the good work. Yeah, that's why they keep All me right. around. Well, that's what that's... Look out for the zippers. All right. Yeah, I'm actually, right. I'm curious about these asphalt zippers. The funny thing is, is that, well, never mind. That's sort of middle school humor there. Probably won't go there. Probably won't go straight to that. <laughs> uh, did we ever find a picture of an asphalt zipper? on our Facebook Live page. You do? Oh, okay. All right. My, my apologies. All right. I missed that. Well, I, uh, yeah, I never mentioned it. So. Okay. There's a video of an asphalt zipper. They make them 15 an hour? Asphalt zipper drivers? Oh, my goodness, yes. For like 32 oh, an hour? Oh, my goodness, yes. They're making a well, lot of money. Well, here's the thing. They make like 32 bucks an hour, and then they take unemployment all winter, right? Is they're that- they're chilling, man. All they, do is, all they do is hang out and play ball. That's all they do. Dudes who work, dudes who work for Matthew, they're pickleball, pickleball, <laughs> yeah, yeah. indoor, indoor pickleball. Yeah, they got Matthew's. Matthew's got dudes there. Have got like thirty-five more days to work, and then they're off till April. That's that's good. I mean, they're working twelves, but they're making they're making a couple yeah, they're, dollars. They're getting time and a half for that extra four on on those twelves too. So that's yeah, you know forty-five an hour. Yeah, those people have got like multiple houses and horses. They've got horses and giant trucks. Goats. And they have goats. They have goats. They have a lot of llamas, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you and I, I mean, heavy equipment operators, that's probably, we would have, should have been, that would have been way more lucrative. Is it even that hard of a job? Like, it sounds like it's tough, but really you're just driving a tractor around. You're driving a tractor around. Let's keep the, the lot thing of, lined up. With you got to keep it in line. You, know, you don't want to ever get, I mean, the thing is if you go kind of fall asleep and then suddenly you're paving somebody's cornfield. Which doesn't look good. Yeah, if you fall, well, because you're working twelve hour shifts, you're up at four in the morning. You have to get to the thing. You have to get up at three to drive two hours to get to the place at you know sun up. Yeah, your diet consists of caffeine pills and Jack Daniels. That's pretty much <laughs> while at work. <laughs> you ate, you eat 
rhubarb pie on the weekends, and then it's Jack Daniels and caffeine pills. That's well, it's always it. funny. They, they did screw up, you know, those rivets on the side of the road. You know, the texting rivets now, I call them. Oh, the, the texting <laughs> to rivets. make sure that you're still on the road. Like, as you're texting <laughs> and driving, you hit the side of the road, and they warn you. But there are stretches where those things are right uh, on the white line. Like, yeah. they should be way, you know, off a little ways. Yeah. Um, that's that's a, that's one of those you know you you felt you didn't have your caffeine pill that day but yeah that's possibly it or those are the worst they're, yeah. they're the best and the worst when they're on the white line i mean you really gotta you kind of feel yeah. bad for whoever lives right there those are you know those probably have saved countless lives countless i mean if they're texting are they rivets is that what, what like, i don't think they're rivets what are they what are we i'm gonna go them? with mini bumps <laughs> like that we should make a name for them and incorporate texting into the name they're they're warning track bump bumps warning trap bumps warning 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 bumps that doesn't incorporate warning texting. dimples warning dimples i don't know texting dimples lacrosse talk pm and wyzm i'm mitch reynolds more to come stick around i'm mitch reynolds lacrosse talk pm and wyzm more of your calls and comments coming up after this word about from rather mr electric um you like me may have what has turned out to be endless issues with electricity in your home and had I not called Mr. Electric, I never really would have known that. Uh, in fact, one of the reasons I called Mr. Electric was some things that I found confusing and looked like they've been hacked together, and they were too, and I'm glad I called. Free safety evaluation that I got with that visit has been invaluable for in- identifying the things that I absolutely need to deal with in relation to the electrical systems in my house. And it's things like the number of grounding rods. I had no idea. Or neutral wires and how they're connected to the breakers. Again, no idea. I didn't know things were wrong. And now I know I have to take all that stuff seriously. Some things, you know, sometimes it's just little things. It's like updating lighting or adding electrical outlets. You have those things occasionally in your house that you have to do. An outside outlet, things like that. How about changing the ballast and fluorescent lights? Yeah, they do that too. In some businesses, of course, you're going to have dozens of these things, but they're also, you'll fluorescent lights in your rec rooms and your basements and garages. If you are among those who are wondering why your fluorescent lights aren't working the way they should, do what I did. Call Mr. Electric. It's a quick call. They'll come quickly, and chances are they will be able to do the work the same day. It really is that easy. Yes, I can see a long and fruitful relationship with Mr. Electric on the way. I highly recommend working with Mr. Electric. Give them a call. Expert Electrical Service with Mr. Electric. Lacrosse Talk PM and Wisdom. More to come. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line 785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter. And you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410wizm.com. So I went back and listened to that piece again because I wanted to make sure that I would asked the question right. Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot was in the studio with us uh, a little while ago. And uh, I... I had addressed one of the, he, Mayor Cabot engages with folks on social media, does it quite a bit as a matter of fact, and he was uh, answering a question from someone on Facebook who was asking about wages and why wages are so low in the city of La Crosse. And in his response, the mayor said that he thinks there should be a wage that was more livable, a mandatory livable wage in the city of La Crosse is 12 to $15 an hour. However, the city is limited by the state legislature and cannot cannot do that very thing. And this is 
The question that I asked him was this. It, does everyone that works for the city make at least 12 to $15 an hour? No. Okay. And unfortunately, and we he did offer his rationale for wanting a minimum livable wage in the city of La Crosse, but we never got back to why doesn't everybody who works for the city make 12 to $15 an hour? So my mistake, but um, that will be something that we follow up with at some point because at the very least... In relation to what you can control, controlling what you can control, that might be one of those things that you would have some authority over, what the wages are for those who work in La Crosse City Hall. Now, my guess is that there's probably not a ton of people that are making less than 15 bucks an hour in City Hall, and we can find that out. But the CSEs, I think, the civilian service employees who work in, in for the parking utility or the police department or both, I don't really know who they get paid by, but they make... Their starting wage is less than $15 an hour. I know that. Um, I feel like there's records clerks and people, I think they're making less than $15 an hour. Not a ton of people, but a few. I don't think anybody who's on street crews are making less than $15 an hour. So, But interesting, you know, kind of interesting view on, although he did say 12 to $15 an hour, and I, I can't believe that there's a single full-time employee in La Crosse City Hall who's making less than $12 an hour. Uh, all right. Oh man, I tell you what, my sister, so my, my, um, my sister, my daughter just moved to the Twin Cities a little while ago and she's, uh, it's, it's a whole different world in terms of wages up there. And they can't, first of all, they can't find anybody with a pulse to work in the, it's just not, there are way too many places to work and way too few people who can actually show up for work sober, apparently. And so they're just desperate. People are desperate. Throwing money around. She went to open a bank account, and the, the guy at the bank recruited her, to, or was trying to recruit her to be a teller, make $15 an hour being a teller. <laughs> I know the cost of living is pretty high, but man, that's crazy. All right, 608 785 7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785 7914. Uh, we probably won't talk Brewers baseball. Were we going to do that or not? Is that something? No, I was totally kidding. Although it is on Wisdom Friday, tomorrow. It's oh, the, that's right. The game is on Wisdom tomorrow. Yeah, right. That's the first game of the National League champion or uh, conference series. Uh, the uh, Brewers and Dodgers. So the interesting thing that, and I mentioned this this morning when I was on for Mike Hayes, but uh, Ed Sheeran was scheduled. He's a pop singer. I called him a pop superstar. Is that accurate? I have no idea. I don't Do know who he is. Mark Meyer also had no idea who Ed Sheeran was. <laughs> Play, we actually, a song, play a song, and then I would know. I'd be like, oh, yeah. Right? He's a music am I person. Spo- should I do everything? Am I supposed to do everything here? Well, you, you didn't. Everything. I'm doing everything. You're, so you're bringing up Ed Sheeran. I didn't know you were going to bring up Ed Sheeran. I would have Googled him quick. Okay. You can Google him quick now. So Ed Sheeran, he of the red hair and the sappy songs, who has like more top 40 hits in the last year than anybody else, other than maybe Taylor Swift. But he's scheduled for a concert in Milwaukee on October 23rd, so next week sometime, right? More than that's more than it's a week and a half away. Anyway, that happens to be the first date for the World Series. So, although the Brewers have a little work to do before they get to the series, if they were to be in the World Series, they would not have a game on the twenty third during the, the Ed Sheeran concert. But they do have a game on the twenty sixth, or they would have a game on the twenty sixth again if they make it to the World Series. If they make it past the Dodgers uh, to face either the, the Astros or the Red Sox to play in the World Series in Miller Park, but because that concert is so close to that first game in the World Series, they're not willing to risk the condition of the field. And so they're going to bump Ed Sheeran, who is one of the biggest acts in at least North America right now. 
Do you know who he is now? I, I'm looking at song names, but I can't listen to him, so I have no idea. Never seen him before in my life. Well, he's not remarkable to look at for certain. Think yeah. of what's his best song? Perfect. That's the first one that comes up on the list. I don't know what his best song is. Readers poll: Rolling Stone, Ed Sheeran's best five songs. Interestingly, our top forty station is sending a bus to the uh, Ed Sheeran. I think it's a bus, or they're giving away tickets, or they're something, some kind of tickets that we're we're sending people to Ed Sheeran concert in the Twin Cities. Thinking out loud, fans' yeah. number one song, Ed Sheeran. Thinking out loud. Sound about right. Isn't isn't there a song where he's talking about like running in the fields or something, getting kicked by his brother or something? I don't know. Is he a country singer? No, he's he's like some Irish guy or something. English, Irish, something. Riding on his wheel horse tractor. Welsh. He's Welsh, I think. Ed Sheeran. He's got red hair. He's got that he's got that one song about that everybody wants at their wedding now. It's something about getting married. Something. I don't know. Right up my alley. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Just imagine every song that every teenage girl likes to listen to. There we go. There we go. Playing some Ed Sheeran. So when I hear that on probably what, Z93? Yes, our our top top 40 station. Really? Changing this immediately to NPR. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe MPR, Minnesota Public Radio. Minnesota Public Radio. Uh, all right. Wait, here's the wedding. Here we can. But we got the wedding song right here. We got the the wedding song. Um, that's what I call the wedding song because everybody now is everybody looking at this at, for their wedding. I think it's uh, where we got that one. It's like a really it's a slow sappy song. Now, don't we have to talk over it so we that do. we can play the podcast? Yeah. No, we do. <laughs> Ed Sheeran, you can't play this song you can't without play this us song talking over it, talking. so this could be on the podcast. I don't think it's going to be picked up on the podcast, actually. <laughs> so anyway, that's that guy. So not really like a Cypress Hill or, you be, know, yeah. Wu-Tang Clan. No, no Wu-Tang Clan. So anyway, the Brewers, uh, the Brewers are the, the funny thing about that is, is that it's not like there was a surprise. The World Series is going to be scheduled on October twenty third. It's just that the people running Miller Park were had were thinking that this was never that the Brewers were never going to make it to the World Series. Can't blame them. It's only happened. why Does, has it ever happened? It yeah. happened one time, once, right? yeah. one ever, once ever, one time. Yeah. So there was, but that that was they were like there was no. No belief whatsoever in the. I'd like to see when this was scheduled. Probably more than nine months ago, but it would be interesting to see uh, what that what the what the conversation was like. Well, yeah, but the World Series, uh, they're not going to the World Series. Also, they would probably never think that the World Series was going to happen in like late October, November. You know, you're just not thinking baseball at that time. If you're though. scheduling for Miller Park, Rick, I think that it's probably right up on the wall there. <laughs> no. I think it's one of those, uh, these are the dates for these following games, including the World Series. What was? What's more unlikely, that the Brewers make the World Series or they have this little outfielder that they traded for winning the National League MVP? <laughs> the the guy Marlins lo- in a six-week the, the, the guy period looks like he's 12. <laughs> back-to-back MVPs. <laughs> hilarious. At All right, there's our Brewers talk for the yes, day. We got, got it in. The Bucks coming up. <laughs> we'll have more. Tomorrow. Pointless. Bucks start in six days. <laughs> no, eight days. October 19th. We're done. It's over. We finished it. Greek Freak. MVP. Yep. That's the word on the street.
All right. Uh, I think it's it. I think we're good for now. Everyone makes 15 bucks an hour in lacrosse. Yep. Who's in? Who's you got to live in lacrosse? Like Minnesota mm-hmm. people? <laughs> I think you could just work here. I don't think you have to live in lacrosse. I think you could just work in lacrosse. That would be, that would be really funny, though. That, that would bring people to lacrosse, right? Like you're trying to, yeah. you know, people keep moving on Alaska because of taxes and stuff. Well, yeah. what if you make more money if you live in, in town? They totally live in lacrosse. Mayor, another idea for well, you. Well, you know, and he, he brought this up as well. He, he's had these, he said he's had these conversations with the Chamber of Commerce about, you know, people not working here. And he said, look, you know, if you have, if you pay people more money, you're more likely to have people come to work for you. And I, I don't think that that's, if you are in a competitive market for employees, and I, I, would, I would agree with the mayor on that one. This is a this is really one of those v- relatively simple. I mean, it's always the argument for the mayor raising his own salary, right? Because the next guy, <laughs> you're going to get better candidates for mayor. Yeah, although he didn't do that, did he? Well, I and this is the, and this is the sneaky part about Tim Cabot is that he vetoed his own raise because I mean, he first of all he would be vetoing not would be the money that he would get be pay, get paid if he got reelected, which he did, but he vetoed that because. He doesn't want there to be a more qualified yeah, person in office. He's sabotaging the future. Yeah. like So when he leaves office, he's going to wipe his hands. He's just going to walk away and go, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to find anyone better than me. I made I mean, sure of it. He's He sits in his I, Yeah, office that's and, all yeah. he's doing. He came up with it. <laughs> I'm going to get these guys. They I'm not think, taking a raise. Look at me. Look at me. Look how great I am. Who are they going to get next? <laughs> they think I was bad. Just wait till the next guy gets in here. Or no kid, one's working for those peanuts. He's all he's all he's thinking about is legacy. Fifteen bucks an hour, next mayor. <laughs> Maybe twelve. Maybe twelve. Maybe twelve. Depending evil. on you know qualification. Are we cracking the code of Tim Cabot? Tim Cabot, the evil genius. We I mean, need to clearly have him on tomorrow to break all this stuff down. <laughs> <laughs> he's never coming back. He's not listening. He's not. He's getting oh, ready he's for the, the meeting. He's that's, getting ready for a city council meeting. They're all done. Evil genius by us. Every, they all turned off their radios like 15 minutes ago. And we played that Ed Sheeran song so the podcast can't go online. <laughs> so they can't even hear it later. That's not true. The podcast <laughs> no, can still go online. If I what Rick, <laughs> If what Rick has said is not true. We will ensure that the podcast is up today. Despite the fact, I, I know that I said it would be up yesterday and then we had a cataclysmic failure within our ranks and not pointing fingers right now i am actually pointing a finger uh but cataclysmic failure promises me that uh, the podcast will be up uh, today and yesterday actually will be up t- today as well right yeah okay. doing it right now right. Right. might as well there see that's how we get results we just mock people as cataclysmic failures this is wisdom i'm mitch reynolds